This episode is brought to you by Major Spoilers VIP members. Thank you for your support of Major Spoilers and the Major Spoilers Podcast Network. If you would like to become a bronze, silver, or gold VIP member, go to members.majorspoilers.com for more information. Welcome to Critical Hit, a Major Spoilers podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and sharing this episode with a friend. Uh, let us continue on our adventures. Rob is here, Brian is here, Matthew is here, Sam is here, and Rodrigo is here. Hey. What's going on, man? Oh, you know, getting together to play some D&D. Yay, D&D! Yeah, I guess everybody's not as excited as I am. Always excited to be here week after week. Always exhausted this week. Not looking forward to whatever's going to happen. I'm Me sure we were too. all riding on a train. <laughs> yes. We've That's discovered right. a cache of weapons. We put them back. <laughs> That's good. That was the foolish. worst. Um. So yeah. Uh, what, what's what's been going on in this game? So, Orm graduated from magic school. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we need to back up quite that, that far. We saved the world, we saved the world, we saved the world. Yes, and I think we're about to save the world again. We'll see. Um, or at least another world. Or maybe all of, of the worlds. worlds. Yes. <laughs> we're on the same world, just a different continent. Saving one, one world was just getting too boring for us. Yeah, a little mundane. We're going to save all yeah. twenty of the worlds that are out there. So that's what's been going on, Rodrigo. <laughs> We're on a train. We're on a train. <laughs> Yay! Yay! All right. Uh, so, do you remember where this train is going? South. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's going to. It's going um, to. <laughs> I was going to yes. get there. <laughs> oh no! I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm not doing the can you be more specific gag with you, Rob. <laughs> I did it. I did it for like seven years in Kansas. <laughs> All right. So yes, um, as you mentioned, uh, you guys are on a train, uh, which is about to pull into the southern continent city of Mendezalo. Uh, Mendezalo is uh, larger than Lo'o and um, is kind of in a little valley, but also has that kind of like tiered thing that uh, previous cities you've seen. Definitely the same kind of blocky stair step uh, architecture as well. I think we're all still hiding in our box. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're still playing card games. Yeah, I yes. think yes. I think only Ket and Little Sparkle get to enjoy the architecture. The others get to enjoy dried fish. Right. Yeah, next time we're swapping. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that'll don't go great. Don't tell me we can't. I'll put on a hat and I'll look just like you. Yep. Sure. Right. And then uh, acquire a lot of bluff. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, you want right. to play for real? All right. Okay. Ugh. We're here in Mendezalo. Okay. So, yeah. 
you guys. Uh, so the train uh, slows down a little bit. These uh, trains come in kind of hot into the station. Um, and uh, you guys in your box feel basically you all just kind of uh, have to like grab onto something uh, so that you don't just roll to one side of the box <laughs> as the train slows down. You do hear a couple boxes like push into you as well. Um, as the train comes to a stop in Mendez Hollow. Um, for those of you that are not in a box, uh, you do get to see the outside, and there are a lot of uh, coil people basically wearing their nice uh, jumpsuits or kind of uh, like protective uh, jackets. Um, but you see a lot of coil armbands um, as the train pulls into the station. Um, if you'll recall, Ket and uh, Little Sparkle are sitting across from two uh, coil operatives as well uh, who have been making polite conversation. Well, one of them has been making polite conversation. The other one's been uh, scrutinizing. Yep. And some subtle accusations. Yep. Uh well, when uh, it pulls into the station, uh, Little Sparkle will uh, give a nod to both of them. Be like, "Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure traveling with you. I wish you luck in the rest of your uh, journey. We're gonna go secure our cargo." Hey, you two. Uh, you guys uh, have a good have a good sail or whatever you're doing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I'll get up and head towards the cargo. Okay. All right, so you guys uh, head towards the cargo. Um, there are already some guys opening up the uh, cargo cars, and uh, pretty quick, yours is opened up, and there's your box. Great. Um, uh, is there like a gurney or something that I can put the put it on since it's you know full of heavy and neither Sparkle or Cat are particularly strong? Um, <laughs> no. there are, but other people are using them. Mm -hmm. Like it seems like they're all accounted for, so you might have to finagle one. Okay, I mean, either with some money or some diplomacy, I will attempt to get us a uh, uh, either someone to physically just move the thing or uh, a cart that we can use to get it off the place. Well, why don't you spend me a gold piece and roll some diplomacy? Absolutely. Actually, just for this, we'll go ahead and make it bluff, just because of the specific circumstances. <laughs> Fair enough. Bluff is better than my diplomacy, so I do not mind that. Uh, that's going to be... And hey, I leveled, so it's slightly higher. Uh, a 32 bluff. Okay. Uh, you avail yourself of basically a uh, one of those um, kind of like big industrial dollies. Um, it's, you know, big enough for a big crate, um, but it really requires two people and like a belt kind of around the crate to carry. Sure. Well, we can... Uh 
if there is a belt that we can use to secure it, then we'll do sure. that. And then both Kat and I will take a side. Okay. And we will wheel this somewhere out of the ways. Okay. Um, Why am I picturing that one Three Stooges movie? As you guys get your box and uh, get moving away from the station, you see a little bit of commotion behind you. Um, I'll turn around and see if I can figure out what's going on. Yeah, there's uh, basically a handful of uh, people gathered around the box that was next to uh, these guys. And they're like, there's a guy that's just holding this like big screw or uh, like a big nail. And he's like pointing at the box. But this box has been tampered with. Yep. Uh, Yep. Cool. Continue to move away from this scene. Okay. As you... uh, as you move, as you begin to turn around, you see that uh, the guys that you were talking to have walked over to that, and yep. basically the um, Zach, the guy who had been staring at Ket, he just looks right at you guys. Like he doesn't do anything, but he just like, you know, his gaze just like cuts across the platform, and then he kind of goes in to investigate. <laughs> well. <laughs> Hopefully Act we will casual. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Attempt to casually get as far away from the suspicious coil operative as possible. What's the word for casually fleeing? <laughs> um it's a it's a slightly different word from casually fleeing while carrying a massive box. <laughs> mm. So uh you guys get away from the platform without any problems. Um, uh, Mendezalo is a different city from where you guys have been for probably two main reasons. One, the mountain, the stone here is slightly different and kind of has this like white pinkish hue. So it's um, kind of, uh, it just looks different. Everything is kind of weirdly pink. Um, that's one of the things. Uh, the other one is that, um, you might be hard pressed to think of another time where you have seen so many monkeys. Basically, this city has a serious monkey problem. The majority of them are these like, uh, red, like bright red monkeys with black faces and long tails, um, really the biggest ones are no bigger than say a bulldog um but uh they're all over the place and uh, except the station because the noise seems to keep them away but as soon as you step away from the station which is incidentally a marketplace um you immediately see you know, plenty of people t- walking around and just monkeys lining up the rooftops. Are they doing things that uh, monkeys will do when they're uh, accosting urban areas, like stealing people's things and demanding food and payment before they give them back? Yep, absolutely. They are, you can see that um, the uh, awnings here as opposed to just being say a little framework with some cloth 
draped over it are made of uh, wire, and the wire pokes up through the cloth, basically, uh, you know, having uh, pointy edges of wire all along the top of them to keep the monkeys from just hanging out up there. Not that that really stops them, it just stops them from going all the way to the edge. Um, they also, yep, it's just some of the stands clearly have someone whose job is specifically to hit monkeys with brooms. <laughs> nice. So, so this is a place that is used to their, their yep. mon- monkey epidemic. Yep, absolutely. Or, or at least if this started recently, they've uh, adapted about as well as can be expected. Fair enough. Uh, cool. Well, then I think we're going to wheel this big box to like uh, an inn or something that we can, um, you know, go and unload into. Okay. So is an inn going to let us in there with Actually, this Actually, probably just an alley for now, and yeah. then we'll get an inn once we've <laughs> unloaded the other PCs. Okay. Uh, yep, you can give me a streetwise check to find a suitable alley. Absolutely. We're in the streets. Cat is happy. Yep. Cat has reasonable skill. Ooh, uh, Rob's got me. <laughs> I've only got a 27. Okay. But he's got a 36. <laughs> Well, between the two of you, you can find a suitable alley where you are not being watched by humans or Kenku. But there might be a stray monkey here or there. It's not being watched by sapiens? Correct. Well, as far as you know. Through the eyes of the monkey. Perhaps some kind of monkey master. Yep. That's that's always the, (laughs) the great thing about pointing anything out to players. By the end of this session, <laughs> there will be some kind of like horrible monkey demon that you guys are fighting, just yep. just by your own logic. <laughs> the monkey master sounds like an old Spider-Man villain. The building That's... was on fire, and it wasn't my fault. This time. All right. So um, a mechanism is triggered, and your box is opened, um, and. There inside are Orem, Randis, and Sakar. Hey, you guys okay? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Start helping yeah. them out. We need to think of a better way to travel. Yeah, apparently. Uh, did not seem to agree with you too much. Mm. Well, you claustrophobic? Not exactly. Something weird happened to him. Oh, uh, yeah. All this black stuff. It was unnerving. Yeah, it's definitely something different. What black stuff? Like stuff creeping all over his body. Yeah, something like that. Like, yeah. Well, that sounds. Hmm. If they keep a close eye on him. Are you sick? Not in as far as I can tell. But being out of the box is a welcome respite. Do we have an idea of perhaps some lodgings? Yeah. Um, 
I mean, we haven't secured it in yet. I figured we'd pop you guys out of the box. We should also figure out what we want to do with the box. There's um, some coil operatives we met on the train, and one of them is super suspicious of us. So if we just leave this box uh, anywhere where they could find, that is not going to be good for us. Uh, so mm. I would say maybe I can just – we can – pay to rent a warehouse and stash it in there um and then just not come back for it i but could burn least, it uh well that would cause a fire which would be very obvious yeah i think finding a warehouse is probably the best bet we mm. could make it look like an accident <laughs> yes because um boxes of fish just spontaneously combust. <laughs> <laughs> i i i, I all right that's what you get for leaving those boxes of fishes next to those oily rags. <laughs> I don't really I imagine it's, the it's all the fish oil. oil. Oh, the fish oil. There you go. Investigate. And I could probably dump the fish. Could I we just sell the fish? The bee, well, <laughs> maybe. I mean, I don't think we're going to sell them for anything resembling a profit we'd actually care about. Yeah. But if anyone wanted to follow up and say, hey, those weird people on the train that said they were selling fish, did they really sell their uh, fish? Oh. Fine. I suppose I can find someone that would actually want to buy some dried fish. Okay. I suppose, yeah. I I am suddenly actually in the dried fish merchant business. Who would have thought? (laughs) Point of order. Hmm? Mm -hmm. Won't there be more suspicion raised if the amount of fish is less than, say, a tenth of the container in which it is held? We could say that we only stole stole some of our stock. It's not like... um, Dried fish needs to be sold immediately, and you don't want to flood the market. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to drive those dried fish prices down. (laughs) Plus, they don't necessarily need to know that we have, you know, we could have a different buyer lined up, and this could just be surplus. I don't think they're going to dig into it too hard, but I suppose having some amount of deniability is probably a good idea. I think we may be overthinking it, but... We are probably Mm, overthinking it. Just. Getting a warehouse for the night and then leaving town tomorrow—it's probably going to cover our bases. But I feel you're probably right because I'd like to get out of here as soon as possible because we want to try to beat those uh, locust tanks I saw on the train. Mm, right, I suppose. Yeah. Mm. Oh, the locust tanks were being unloaded here. Right. Yeah, but I figured we'd get at least a head start on them since we're presumably going the same direction. Well, the tanks weren't the only weapons on board. Yeah, what did you do? <laughs> there was lightning. There was. Some of the crates contained some sort of, for lack of a better word, lightning rod. Yeah. Uh, as well as what seemed to be a projectile weapon. Yeah, some kind of ball launcher. I presume an explosive or an incendiary charge. Sounds like coil weaponry to me. It's actually pretty cool. I wouldn't mind getting my hands on one. As would I. <laughs> well, I don't think they're going to sell us any. They're definitely not going to sell us any, but we're probably going to wind up facing the uh, wrong direction of one before this is over. So if you really want one, you can probably take it off a coil operative that way. Yay. I, I think it's your shiny disposition that makes these discussions so very, very pleasant. I would like to go on record as stating that the selling of fish seems foolish. And what do you advise? Burning a fish? 
it seems that actually contacting people, spending time interacting with people, as we did previously, is more likely to make us specifically or someone like us uh, more noticed. And I given agree. the sheer number of coil armbands we've seen today, I think that that's unwise at best. Um. I think it's entirely reasonable for me to need a place to store the fish for the night while we set up operations. I think it won't take long to find a warehouse to secure it and will provide us some form of plausible deniability that just leaving a smoldering crate of fish in this alley won't. Quick question. Mm-hmm. These monkeys, do you know mm-hmm. if they'd eat fish? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. We just dump it and they'd take care of it for us. <laughs> monkeys eat fish. Uh, like, can I, I roll a nature have... on that one? No idea. Rodrigo? Um, you are not familiar with these monkeys. Okay. <laughs> so I, I think you just have to try it. Just throw a fish. Yeah, throw a fish up. Now, there's monkeys on the roofs above us, right? Yep. Throw yep. a fish up to the monkeys. We are attacked by hordes of monkeys. <laughs> uh, roll for initiative. Oh, God. It's huh? going to be like feeding the seagulls. Yep. Oh, come on. Uh, they only okay. have six-inch fangs. You throw... Uh, fish at a monkey mm-hmm. it catches it and it takes a test bite um and then it seems to like it and it takes another bite at which point that monkey is swarmed by a swarmed of monkeys <laughs> um <laughs> followed followed by a really just just super loud chattering and yeah definitely a few monkeys spot that there's more fish lying around close to you guys dump the crate guys <laughs> okay right, dump it then we'll dismantle the wood and take it with us we can set that on fire later yeah we, we can shove the dismantled crate into the haversack trash trash ban trash bin. nope uh, you can throw it in the nope. trash you can't you can't put anything into the haversack that won't fit through the op- opening mm-hmm you can throw in that trash bin over there next to all those other broken down boxes. Yeah. Are there other, like, broken down crates effectively in this area? You sure trying to make it look like there are. You know what? I'm going to say yes. Yes, there are. Yay! <laughs> That's what Rob's 19 and Streetwise got us. The alley that is also the crate disposal alley. <laughs> <laughs> nope, a lot of that, shipping that's, pallets. That's what that's yeah. what uh that's what Steven's wanting to get out of this and clearly not gonna come back and bite <laughs> you in the ass, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so let's bust up the crate and dump out the fish. <laughs> not necessarily in that order. Yep. And reclaim the mechanical parts. Mm-hmm. And I shall use my tremendous uh punching things in the face skills. To break it up. To break it up. Okay. Maybe not punching. You break up a box. Okay. And feed fish to monkeys. Now monkeys will be following us around the entire time we're in town. Good job. (laughs) Hey, it's always good to have a monkey horde. No, it is not. Look, when you are as in touch with nature as I am, you can have an opinion about monkey hordes. All right. What are you going to do with this monkey horde, Mr. Warden Magic Pants Primal Guy? I don't know. This is all out of character. But I'm sure I would think of something. (sighs) 
right. Once we've destroyed the evidence, let's go find an inn. <laughs> Agreed. Okay. You and your monkey horde go find an inn. <laughs> Woo, pet monkeys for everybody. Yay. Yay. I always wanted a familiar. <laughs> More animals for Rob. You can have like an actual monkey to go with your evil monkey. Are the monkeys big enough to fit into the handy haversack? Don't put a monkey in the handy haversack. That's cruel. Not that way monkey, the children have no. something to play with. <laughs> you know, not when we're overwhelmed by coil soldiers, we throw down the bag, <sighs> and, and a thousand red monkeys come a-screaming out. So, so you're trying to turn your haversack into a bag of tricks? I'm yes. just saying, angry, starving monkeys. It's a monkey grenade. Yeah. They're not starving. They're currently it's, very well fed on all that actually, fish. It's more of a monkey launcher. Or, I don't know. I can't think of a good barrel of monkeys joke that isn't incredibly banal, so let's just move on. Yep. Staring down the barrel of a 12 monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> There's something there, but I just can't yeah, find I got, it. I got, yeah, I got nothing. So uh, you guys find an inn. Also, the monkey herd does thin out. But, you know, when you are a member of a species, especially of scavengers, um, there are some, you know, different, uh, especially something as smart as a monkey. There are lots of different strategies. So there's definitely about a good six monkeys that decide that since you guys produced a bucket of fish earlier. Um, you might do it again. So there's, you know, some monkeys that stick with you guys. And also every once in a while, a few other monkeys join them out of curiosity. I think, mm. by the way, a herd of monkeys is technically a band. <laughs> no, I is think it's, sure? a band, it's a band of monkeys. Are you sure it's not a crows? Are you sure it's not a troop? <laughs> I'm not sure, but I think it's a band. Oh, okay. I think it's a troop of gorillas and a band right. of monkeys. All right. Monkeys are called a troop. Are you sure? A group of monkeys is called a troop. Oh, they... A troop of baboons. Look, my favorite monkeys are in a band. Monkeys, <laughs> monkeys or baboons are, in fact, monkeys. But uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but all the group names for animals are completely arbitrary anyway. So An I'm arbitrary good with... of monkeys. Yes. Tribe An arbitrary troop of monkeys. Shrewdness so of far. apes. Yep. A shut up of gamers. <laughs> <laughs> that Pretty doesn't sure exist. It's an actually, of gamers, but still. Yeah. So uh, we got an inn. Huh? Yep, you guys uh, walk into an inn. Mm-hmm. Ouch! Should we there's all a, uh, walk a wall in there. together? I guess we're as a group, right? I guess, yeah, but if. It should just be Ket and me, and then the three of you separately. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yep. Just in case. People know that she and Ket are traveling together. And they'd be very concerned if we picked up three uh, traveling companions as motley as the three of you. Seems rather judgy. You look like adventurers. And you just spent, what, two days? Is that how long it took us to get here? Oh. In a box. Yeah, you yes. just spent two days like in a box fish. of fish. Not the entire time. 
Yeah. We, we were actually out of the box quite often. But yeah, uh, two separate groups, play it casual. Okay. Um, so, get a little sparkle in first. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, give me a bluff check to play it casual. Absolutely. <laughs> uh. All the people who know how to play it casual. Uh, 30. Oh. Ah, didn't matter. <laughs> Perfect. Um, um, you got anything to roll that there? The Critical no, fail there, Rob. You are specifically not a part of this because they ditched you. <laughs> Ally fails a bluff check. Guiling tongue is in a re-roll. Wait, did you just fail her bluff check too? No, 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 no. Okay. He's trying to see if he can re-roll it in some way. You can't. I don't know. You, you guys get to re-roll all your physical rolls half the time. That's true. We are physical. So I might have something that lets me re-roll talkie rolls. But I don't have something that lets me re-roll my talkie rolls. I just have something that lets me re-roll everybody else's talkie rolls. Yeah, and I have something that re-rolls my talkie rolls, but doesn't re-roll anyone else's talkie rolls. Mm. Talkie rolls. Clearly. Talkie rolls clearly. are special this week at the sushi restaurant. Ooh, I want some talkie rolls and some unaki. Everybody shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't you don't have anything for a re-roll there, champ? Nope. All right. Not unless well, you want to let me spend an action point. No, not on this. Didn't think so. Uh, actually, I'll <laughs> let you spend an action point. Uh, but even if you get a good night's rest at, at this end, you are not going to regain it. Basically, I w- I'm going to charge you an, ar- an action point at least till the end of this session. Wow. All right. Hey. There you go. It's worth it. Totally worth it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ket plays a casual. Da, 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 da. Uh, you got how many? How many rooms are you guys getting? Uh, we'll get two. One for one for each of us. Okay. Presuming that there's you know enough room and it's not. Exorbitantly expensive? No, that's fine. Cool. All right, what else do you guys do? Retire to, well. So the other yeah, we'll check do- in and then I'll probably like go downstairs if there's like a common area or something like that to grab some food. Um, and so I could also keep an eye out on uh, the other half of the party coming in and figure out what rooms they're going to. Okay. Yeah, I'll go ahead and uh, retire to my room just to not be suspicious at all. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I'm just going to go away from everything right now. Cat goes and tries to not be suspicious. What do the rest of you do? I guess we need to walk in and get us some rooms. Mm-hmm. And I think I shall take lead on this because as sad as it is, I may have the better bluff. Uh, why don't all of you guys give me a perception check? All right. Oh, not 20. There you go. Somebody was paying attention. (laughs) Nice. Okay. Well, um, it all happens pretty fast. So, uh, Randus is really the only one that gets a chance to stop it because he kind of saw it coming. Um, so, 
Uh, each of you lose two gold, except uh. for Randus, as you're pickpocketed by monkeys. Uh, trick monkeys. Pickpocketed, <laughs> if you will. Uh, you guys might want to keep an uh, eye on your coin purse. That's so great. They're rogue monkeys. Monkey <laughs> jerks. Banded jerks. Yeah. Orem definitely doesn't even know what Rannis is talking about. He just didn't see it at all. Huh? Some, uh, some of the monkeys just took off with some gold. This is what happens when you give monkeys fish. They think they can just take anything from you. Uh, well, we know that now. Gentlemen. Low profile. Okay. You guys walk into the inn? Uh-huh. We do. All right. Let's see some bluff checks. <laughs> oh, boy. Remember that thing we talked about? Uh, yeah. I don't know that it applies here. Mm, okay. 19 for me. 22 for me. And oh. 11. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And a Epic fail. <laughs> I like how you thought we had, you had the best bluff, but apparently you have the same bluff as the rest of us. <laughs> all three of you have a 12 or 13 in charisma. Yeah. Situationally. Yeah. It's, yeah. Sakar's bluff bonus is highly situational. Unfortunately, uh, not that it matters in this situation because he yeah. botched. Yep. Um, yeah, so maybe a little sparkle <laughs> basically from across the room as these guys are coming in and just, you know, like, oh, we need rooms and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, um, the, uh, the innkeeper. Um, you know, just makes polite conversation, but she definitely hears them basically drop the names of towns that, um, and and maybe even like, oh, how long have you guys been traveling? It's like, oh, you know, this long. And it's like, the innkeeper doesn't catch it, but Little Sparkle basically hears these guys place themselves at like every major kerfuffle you guys have had. <laughs> in- including super prototype X between the three of them like no no single one of them does it uh, but Sakar certainly doesn't help uh, yeah I mean we had to get out of there really quickly and so now we're here yeah. great oh, oh boy <sighs> I'm subtle <laughs> But they do succeed in getting themselves some rooms, and maybe nobody will come asking about you guys at this end. <laughs> here's here's oh. hoping. I'm subtle enough to fight. How about that? <laughs> yes. yes. Like Sakar, so. Sakar is subtle like a snake on fire. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? In subtle. some situations, I'm, I'm sure you would not look twice at a snake on fire. I'm sure. Yeah. I guess if I <laughs> if I was barbecuing it. That situation being where the snake snuck into my house and all I had to use was fire to get rid of it. <laughs> a, a 20th anniversary cure concert to celebrate the release of the movie The Crow. Snake on fire? Not at all unusual there. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for that. Happy to be of service. So everybody gets a room. Cool. We have separate rooms. 
Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm that seems also wise. That way, when they come to kill us, they'll have to find each one. Yep. I'll have to knock and open the door. Yep. I'll give you time. Or when the monkey horde comes sweeping up. I will clock where these guys are so yeah. that, you know, we can reunite. Yeah. Is our rooms adjacent at all? Uh, yeah. Okay. You all have rooms in the same hallway. This inn isn't too big. It's basically, it's actually kind of like a weird kind of, uh, the rooms are kind of in, or the halls are kind of in this cross shape. So imagine four separate uh, groups of rooms um, joined by a hallway with a roof on top. Mm-hmm. Are there, con- like, do the rooms actually connect to each other? No. Then ah. yeah, we'll, uh, I'll, you know, Wait till no one else is in the hall and then drop into one of their rooms and, like, suggest a uh, meeting in one of our rooms to chat. Okay. You can. You guys can basically get all together in somebody's room. Cool. Okay. Be sneaky. <laughs> if we want to be sneaky, we should do it in Sakar's room. <laughs> <laughs> that is uncalled for. No one will notice us. <laughs> there's a snake on fire you know what <laughs> legitimately though Sakar has the most ostentatious costumes I mean they're like outfitting right now right Sakar is also a foot taller than the rest of you I mean Sakar is not going to be subtle yeah so it's if fine. we want to be sneaky about it we actually should meet in Sakar's room I, I, I'm, I, I'm fine I with that I'm just saying that if we're going to point out everyone's flaws, <laughs> let's do it next time we're in a big fight. Jeez. <laughs> I, I why do I feel like a sword once? Why do I feel like Matthew just super jinxed himself for the next? <laughs> <laughs> just don't put any balconies in the next one. Yeah. <laughs> the next fight will take place only on balconies. <laughs> All right. All right. Everybody, calm down. Everybody, calm down. <sighs> We're like five little Fonzies here. By the way, I'll, I'll just let you guys know, I had a list of things to get accomplished last game, or basically like this list of things that uh, you guys could get through, and we got through one. Yay! Um, so, uh, and so far, for this game, we've gotten through none. <laughs> just so you guys know, it's not that you guys have to rush through things, I'm just saying, maybe let's focus and get into it. So I'll head right, over to Sakar's room when we decide we're going to meet. Okay. Yep. Yes, we're all there. Is it clear? I grudgingly open the door. Okay. <laughs> A bunch of people come into your room. Okay. Suddenly, um, you realize that this is a comfortable room for a single person, but kind of a tight situation for five people. You're not like shoulder to shoulder or anything, but you definitely run out of places to sit that aren't the floor. Or up against the wall. Sakar leans on the wall. Orm's fine with either. Yeah. Sparkle will sit herself on the floor. Okay. So, what is the plan? Um. So, I would say we're going to try to beat it out into the mountains. I would think. Um, we want to try to. I want to try to get as much information as we can about the mountain ghost here and the coil's operations against her. And we're going to try to rendezvous with her 
and see what we can do to help her and possibly if she can help us. And if not, either way, we're going to try to make it to Numawakal through the mountains as opposed to the trains because as tense as it was on that last train, there's no way we're going to get into Numawakal on a train without being pegged as what we are. And I don't relish the idea of getting back in a crate. Mm. No, that's fair. Especially if it was having some kind of adverse reaction for you. I can't say if it was the crate itself or just the area. In any case, hmm. how far of a journey is it on foot from Mendezala to Dumaukal? Uh, that map seems to show it being a long trek. So, I don't know, uh, Rodrigo, how, how far would I think it would be? And I'm assuming a lot of this depends on terrain. Uh, it does. If you are... Uh Traveling through the mountains, it is a, a huge amount of time. Traveling through these mountains is treacherous and difficult. Um, if you are going down to the foot of the mountains and traveling, you're talking uh, maybe two or three months. Mm-hmm. Assuming everything goes how long, right. How long would it be if we took a train? A couple days, probably. Maybe uh, a week would it, at most. Would using the Eagles be a, an option? Mm-hmm. Uh, How long would it take us to get up the mountain into Numawakal? Whereas Numawakal, on this map, it looks like it's kind of in the mountains, but also on the river. Yeah. yeah. There are ways to get up from the river into the city. So if we had a bit more south uh, west, we can you know, land a day or so outside of Numawakal and just walk the rest of the way there. Yeah, I like that idea. Get out of town and... Uh get some altitude, we can use the eagles to try to uh, get a perspective on what's going on and possibly rendezvous with uh, the magic ghost. And if we can't find her, uh, go straight to a new Mawakal. Mm-hmm. But, but that, that form of magic, the eagles suddenly appearing and flying with people is not going to be an issue. Oh, it's going to be a huge issue if we're spotted. But <laughs> I'm just, my whole idea is that, you know, I mean, they seem relatively fast, and yeah. hopefully we won't get shot down. Yeah, we'll go a day or two I... outside of town before we actually sell Right, them. Yes, right, right. But I exactly. just didn't know how common giant flying birds were in this in this area. Not, not even remotely. Ah, well, then yeah. that's going to be a problem. That's actually... There are, there, really? are, there are horrifying giant condors, but mm-hmm. oh. they're solitary. Okay. So we just spread out a little more than usual. <laughs> and the positive um, aspect of that means that there's less likely to be any type of air force that we might encounter theoretically I mean if it's unusual to see anyone traveling by air it's unlikely that people in the air are going to try and stop us you did just just as a just as a, as a reminder you did just get out of a boxcar that was full of ranged weapons that seemed pretty potent. Yeah. So we just stay above the clouds. Yeah. If Are they can clouds? fly that high, that's a great idea. I mean, um, it's mountains. Depending, depending how you're flying, if you're flying below the mountain, like the thing is, if you're flying above the clouds and close to the mountains, you'll be flying close to the peaks anyway. Hmm. So, you know, you guys, 
uh, you guys don't know where any outposts are or anything like that. Um, you can try and figure it out if you really take your time, but uh, if you really take your time, it also kind of invalidates the eagles. Yeah. Is the land west of the mountain range mostly jungly or west of the mountain range? Um, it's mountainous uh, as you come down, and that could be you know any combination of things. But no, it's actually pretty scrubby and arid once you get to the bottom of the mountains. On either side, then. All right. Well, the other side's desert, straight up. This is all things that you can get from Little Sparkle. But then again, you're, the, um, the distance that you're traveling is huge. And you're also going to pass two rivers. You can expect almost any kind of terrain in the process. Would flying low be in any way beneficial? Depends what's close to the ground. Yeah, like if there are tanks or guys with those things that you saw on the train, then probably not. Well, it seems to me that we don't have enough information to make an informed decision one way or the other without actually attempting. Yes, that's why I... um, So I would say I should go out and try to get a little bit more information on what's going on in the AE situation, like in this area. Uh, how much of that force we saw on the train is directly going into the mountains. <sighs> if they're all going into the mountains, then it actually might be better for us to just get back on the train and head to New Mawakal. If they're splitting up and some of them are going back to New Mawakal, then we can piece it from, from there. I, I think that we're going to have a hard time getting into uh well, Brandis, do you have anything that you can use to make it less obvious that we're wearing magical equipment? Uh, not on me immediately. That's Once again, then we something. come up against the question of time. Yeah. Well, that was, I got raised suspicions on the train because um, one of the operatives could tell that I was wearing um, magical, a magical cloak, uh, and that's not particularly use, usual. They're common among merchants. But um, yeah, let me try to get some intel. We can kind of go for there. I think a good starting plan, though, is you know get into the mountains a little bit, get on some eagles fly high, um, possibly spaced out, possibly with like a telepathic link. I know it's expensive, but um, it's probably going to be our best bet. Yeah, I, uh, this, is, this is a rough situation. I'm not exactly sure what to do. I'm kind of thinking. I mean, we do have the two hats of disguise. Uh, I mean, if we, you know, have you and Ket wear them, and therefore, you know, if they come looking for you two who's made the public appearances, then, you know, they'd, you wouldn't be found. Yeah, well, I should have thought about that actually... before checking in, but... <laughs> Indeed. Eh. Yeah, but are those... 
So the big thing that gave us away was the fact that we're both kind of decked out in straight up magical gear. Yeah, well, we're an yeah. adventuring party now. That's yeah, to be expected. <laughs> yeah, except for the most adventuring parties here are either working for the coil, working for a gang, or truants. Uh. Okay. <laughs> That's might be problematic. So, Brian, the the hat <clears throat> If the hat is active, it does, to a certain degree, conceal everything. Ah. Um, but someone who is looking specifically very closely might still be able to tell that there's something magical about something, right? That, that role is never very difficult. And in fact, the more powerful the magical thing that you're wearing, the more it shows. And you guys are, in fact, decked out. But wearing the hat would cover that up a little. Definitely, you know, some of the things that give these things away are like, you know, the the fact that, you know, little sparkles, you know, doesn't like uh, or, or like eats shadows and shit like that, you know, like or or has like a trim that moves in a way that makes it difficult to spot, which in and of itself, if you're looking for it, makes it obvious that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Like, magical items do kind of give themselves away if somebody's looking. With a hat of disguise, they'll look like mundane items, so the most obvious red flags won't be there. Were we considering the possibility of taking the train? Yeah. I'm not entirely... It would be fastest. But then that begs the question of why... If it was too dangerous to make the first leg of the journey under less security with the five of us out in the open... I am not certain what would make this now more acceptable. It's not really, but the fact of the matter is that if you seem to be physically stricken by the process of uh, being constrained in any way uh, on the train, then it might be worth the risk to not do that. Um, for fear of, you know, if you, if there's a crisis that happens on the train because you're sick, then we're in a lot worse shape. Um, bottom well, line I'm is... Allowed to vote, I think that I would prefer to travel by foot or eagle, which regardless, without knowing what we might face, would at least give us a chance to face it on our own terms. I'm going to veto foot because that would just be way too slow. She obviously hasn't heard of our adventures on Eagle Flight. (laughs) Uh, I figured, you know, five years you'd have gotten better at that. You would think. I, uh, I'm pretty much, uh, I think Eagles might be the best idea. I'd really, uh, I wasn't really prepared for the amount of apparent coil presence going Agreed. just this far, and I'm sure it'd just be worse from here. Yeah, yep. I think eagles are probably our best plan. The okay. train seems too coily. Mm-hmm. I believe the train is problematic on multiple levels. Mm-hmm. Then, um, would you mind if I borrowed one of the hats and I can try to get a little bit more information on what we're likely to be dealing with in the mountains? Orm takes off his hat because don't you aren't you wearing one? Uh, You've got one. I've got one. one, So, 
Worm takes off his hat, yeah. hands it a little sparkle, snaps on his stocking cap, tucks his ears underneath. Hair is tucked uh, back down behind his shirt now. Puts on his sunglasses? Puts, no. That oh. calls too much attention to yourself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, hmm. Those jumpers that everyone wears, is are those fairly common to get a hold of? Sure. Can I, would I be able to wear something like that over my regular clothing? Uh, yeah, probably. the the worker jumpsuits are specifically designed to wear over armor or clothing or whatever, just because the coil isn't, you know, there's always more workers. So it, they, they encourage the workers to protect themselves on their own dime. Okay. So would that help blend in? Uh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, it's pretty common in the area, so... That could help. All right. Would someone in a worker jumpsuit be likely to be approached by someone expecting them to work? I mean, no more than, like, it's not like they're going to mistake him for their specific factory worker. He'll just look like a factory worker going around the rest of his business. Like, maybe he's going to work. Maybe he's getting lunch. And there's no chance that Say he might be conscripted by coil operatives. I mean, a coil operative might ask him to do something just because they're a coil operative, but it's unlikely. That, it's not like he's a, a student out of school or something like that. Mm. So, yeah, I can pick you up a, a jumpsuit when I go out. Great. Thank you. So he's probably no got problem. one for each of us. Yeah, that's a great idea. Okay. So we'll send little Sparkle off. Yeah. She'll go do her investigating. We'll lay low. Okay. Get some jumpers. As <laughs> soon as we find out what's going on, we can take off to um, to the sky. All right. Sounds like when a plan. You, when, when you say jumper, are you referring to a jumpsuit? Yep. Okay. Yes. Because I imagine a sweater. Yeah, for some reason I thought jumper was a different article of clothing. You can be yes, either. <laughs> it's entirely arbitrary, like the names for groups of animals. I don't, I don't know. Remember, I accidentally named a uh, a hedgehog Duster because I thought that's what those hats were called, but that's actually the coat that goes with that hat, basically. Yeah, like the cowboy coat. Yeah, exactly. Well, his maiden name is Ten Gallon. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh. Cool. So, yeah, Little Sparkle will make herself uh, look like a, you know, southern continent uh, human and, you know, dressed probably reasonably, but not not very descriptly, kind of trying to be easy to blend in. Okay. And I'm going to go try to, you know, do some streetwise in and get a lay of the land. Okay. So what what exactly are you trying to figure out? Uh, basically, just kind of get an idea of, um, you know, pick up some rumors. I'm, I'm guessing that people are interested in the increased uh, coil presence um, in, you know, what's going on in the mountains, what's going on in uh, New Mawakal. You know, probably just try to, like, play up, like, doing a shopping trip, but then gossiping with everyone that she meets. Okay, go ahead and give me a streetwise check. Absolutely. 
that will be a 29. It's not the um, best roll, but it's something. Yeah. Uh, you don't... Uh... You don't get anything really new from talking to people about what's going on in New Maokao. Um, mm-hmm. You do get that um, a lot of the coil people are just are just going to get right back on the train and head off, but uh, the tanks are staying here, and you know maybe probably less than a hundred soldiers are also staying here, and they're just going to head out into the mountains. Cool. And then the, yeah, what do people have to say about what's going on in the mountains? Um, they don't really know what exactly is going on in the mountains. They just know that um, there's a bunch of elves up there that are causing trouble for some reason. Um, pretty much all the people that you talk to are completely convinced that the elves started this. Fair. All right. Uh, well, that is fine. Um, then I will get some jumpsuits to go around for the party. And, uh, probably, you know, head back to the inn. Okay. How do you get, how do you go about availing of some jumpsuits? Oh, I'll, you know, probably just change, um my disguise to look more like a boat. I assume they, you know, sell these that they, they're not like, um, actually doled out by the workplaces. Like, is there like a uniform store or something like that? Um, Hmm. Uh, sure. We'll say there's a uniform store. Cool. Then, yeah, I'll basically make myself look like a, a worker. Um, and uh, go in and pick out, um, you know, a f- like a, a few uniforms of, I guess, they might not have one in Sakar's size, given how tall he is, but we can make do. Well, Sakar is not, like, inhumanly tall. They do make him big. And, sure. Okay. You know, it's basically there's three sizes. There's, okay. like, pretty big. And that's, you know, if somebody's tall and or wide, um, mm-hmm. then there's like kind of a medium size and then there's like a short size. So cool. you can get you can get enough jumpsuits for everybody that more or less are going to fit. Great. I will do so. Uh, go ahead and give me a bluff check while you're at it. Yep, that's totally fair. Uh, I'm going to use my bluff reroll on that one. Oh, before you do, did you factor oh. in the hats uh, native no. check? Okay, so what does that bring you to? Uh, I don't know. What what does the hat give to bluff? Um, A plus five item bonus to bluff checks to pass off a disguise. Oh, perfect. Then that would give me a 33. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think you need to reroll that then. Yep, that's totally fair. Okay, you have some jumpsuits for your friends. Cool. Then I'll head back to the inn. Okay. I'll swing by everyone's room, deliver jumpsuits. All right. Cool. Uh Aha. 
Do you guys want to do anything in the meantime? Oh, actually, I'll 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 just say this. Um, when little Sparkle gets back, uh, everyone is in Sakar's room, and they're all gathered around him. He is standing up from the floor and clearly getting over something weird that just happened to him. Uh, hmm. From uh, Randis and Orem's perspective, was it the same thing that we saw on the train? Yep, okay, pretty much. Mm-hmm. See, Ket, that's what I was talking about. Now, that's weird. Now with now with that even more see throughness. <sighs> so at least we know it wasn't the train. Now I guess <sighs> that is Could a it, small comfort. Yes, is it? And we did find out he wasn't allergic to fish. Good call. Also, all of you have now had the chance to wash up so you don't smell as strongly of fish as before. Which is also lovely. So, how unpleasant is this process? Uh, It is entirely unpleasant. Unpleasant plus half level. Um, (laughs) Again, it's, it's pretty intense pain and discomfort... Um, followed by feeling completely fine when it's over, like it never happened. Mm. And he goes kind of see-through? Uh, yeah, basically he gets these like weird veins, or his veins uh, turn black, and then parts of his body, usually like his hands and maybe like a chunk of his neck or something, uh, becomes like a uh, see-through. Not that you can see like the bone or anything underneath. You can just see straight through them. Hmm. Is this tied into your primal nature? I don't believe so. I'm going to attempt to contact the spirits of the area. See if there's a lot of monkeys. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me a uh, nature check. Okay. Numbers pushing. 18. I am rolling badly tonight. Oof. <laughs> um, you sense that there are spirits in the area, but none of them heed your call. Which, you know, is not rare. Spirits kind of do whatever they want anyway. They can be difficult. So, if I were to presume the answer to Ket's question based on that interaction, maybe no? Uh, The question was, does this have anything to do with your primal powers? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but this gives you no real information. This is a place that you're not familiar with, and these are spirits that you don't know. So, the you know, you didn't get, like, you know, anything screaming and running away from you. It's just nothing came, which, you know, happens if you don't know the... Basically, if you're using generic rituals to call the particular spirits of this area. You can, you know, maybe try it again later. Orem gives him a glass of water. I can't 
tell if this is related to something primal or something entirely different. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, How many times does this happen on the trip? Twice. This is the third time. All right. Are they getting more frequent? Well, considering it never happened before, and then it's happened three times within the last day, I would say so yes. Was it all within the last day? Wow. Okay. It was all within the last three days. Oh, three days. Okay. Mm. Did it happen about the okay. same time the last two days? I didn't have any sun indicator, so I don't know. Fair. Mm-hmm. I don't really know much about medicine. Um, no, this seems more magical yeah, than I was medical. Say, I would agree. It doesn't seem I don't like think a physical malady. Being see-through is a... <laughs> not well, totally normal. Well, let's not make assumptions. <clears throat> uh, the most disconcerting part of it all is how when it passes, it passes. It simply stops, which makes me wonder if there's some sort of intellect behind it. I mean, is there anyone who would be cursing you or, I don't know, oh, mystically torturing you? Certainly so, but not on this continent. Huh. Would it be anything to do with uh, what the coils would be doing, perhaps? I mean, I don't see why they would be targeting Sakaar. Well, I don't know. I don't know if they'd be targeting Sakaar maybe as much Just as disrupting some of the natural flow of energies, that, energies. Yeah. that might be. Yeah. Um, Rodrigo, you mentioned that in, in the uh, new Malakal uh, doc that there's uh, people that in the city that just get weirdly sick sometimes. Do I know the symptoms of that? Yeah, it's basically a, like, uh, um, kind of, like, fever and rash kind of stuff. Okay, basically. It doesn't look like this. No, no. This is something different, then. <laughs> I mean, uh. the coil... Does all sorts of terrible things. It's it's possible. Uh, I mean, you bore the brunt of that self destruct uh, attack that the uh, the tank was putting out. It's possible you got exposed to something. And I honestly don't believe we have enough information to make any type of assessment at this time. I think we should just continue with the plan to travel. I mean. I don't know, do you, Brandis, do you, you, you seem like a really good combat medic. Could you give him a full-on diagnostic or whatever? <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it doesn't, certainly, I don't think this is anything, you know, biologically uh, based. Uh, and, you know, being primal magic, that's a little outside my knowledge base. Uh, I mean, I can, I don't know, uh can do it once over, see if I can determine anything. I mean, can't hurt. If we can actually get to New Malakal, um, uh, Teach knows a fair bit about primal magic, so he might be able to help you out, but until then, any other information we can get would be better. Uh, that'd be good, yeah. Yeah. 
Have each of the attacks lasted roughly the same amount of time? Roughly. This latest one maybe lasted a little bit longer than the other ones. And it seemed to be more generalized. Mm-hmm. Mm. Maybe uh, do you want to um, try to get some sleep and take a bath and eat some food? Maybe that would help. Mm. Because I would be okay with staying the night since we've already paid for the room. Unless you think we need to leave the city sooner. No, I think staying the night should be yeah. fine. I think it would be a good plan. I think leaving sooner would be suspicious. I agree. Yeah. Furthermore, just... As a general note, probably Sakara would know this and Little Sparkle would know this. Going into the mountains at night is supremely dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Fair. Uh, So, yeah, stay the night, take off first thing in the morning. Uh, Maybe someone should stay in Sakara's room just in case he has another attack. Um, Maybe, like, I don't know if there's anything that can be observed or stopped once he's having the attack. Like, Like I said, I'm not a particularly... I'll do it. With all due respect, I would prefer Warden Duthane. Okay. I have a theory on how we can test out if it's a primal issue. And I'm pretty certain I'm going to have to be here to test it. Because it involves my eagle. I'll... Be on standby. I may need some additional information on your theory. Well, if you've got a spiritual primal connection to this realm and it's a primal matter, it might be affecting actual spirits as well, which is what Shadow is. An eagle spirit. Mm. All right, then. All right. All right, well, everyone try to get some sleep. I say we head out first thing in the morning. Okay. All right. Once a few more people have cleared out, I'll summon the eagle. Okay. Okay. Eagle summoning. <laughs> the eagle is nineteen feet tall and on fire. <laughs> no, no. This is a roughly eagle-sized eagle. On fire. Not on fire. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I, I suppose that's true. <laughs> Everything is potentially on fire. Yes. You have to look yes. at it from a cigar perspective. That's right. None of us are on fire yet. Why Why would you want to set an eagle spirit on fire? It's not a question of want. It's a question of if. Regardless. So, yes. Yeah. A spirit eagle appears. Ding. All right. We should rest. Mm-hmm. And fuel and do the thing and... I'll kind of explain to the eagle why it's been summoned. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you say to it? 
Hey, Eagle. Yeah. Hey, come here. Uh, there's been a weird issue with our companion. Uh, it's affected him the last few days. I'm curious if it might be spiritually related to see if anything happens with you at the same time. Or anything similar happens or has happened with you. It uh, kind of tilts his head a little bit. I'm still not certain how much of what I say this thing can understand, am I? Nope. It says scree. <laughs> no, it doesn't make any noise. Oh, come on. <laughs> Silent uh, Eagle. This. You are welcome to hang out tonight. <laughs> it just, like, jumps on the, the back of a chair and just perches there. All right. How long would the eagle stay once summoned? Indefinitely. This is this is not a like flying like transport eagle. He didn't cast a ritual or anything. This eagle just pops out of his chest every once in a while. So it's in just there until it isn't. Yep. Excellent. As far as I can tell, it can last indefinitely. Or <laughs> if it gets hit too hard during combat. But that requires them focusing on it instead of me. Well, let's hope there's no combat in my room. I wasn't planning on it. That's wise. I'm going to roll out my bedroll. Okay. So everybody goes to sleep. And I think that's a good spot to wrap it up this week. Mm -hmm. Thank you, everyone, for checking out this episode. And if you have questions... Podcast at Majorspoilers.com. I'm still loving the uh, fan art that you send in. We do uh, appreciate those of you who are doing that, and we will feature some of that in the show notes over at Majorspoilers.com. We'll see how tomorrow goes Um, next time. On On Critical critical Hit. hit. On Critical Hit. So until then, <laughs> here's hoping all of your dice rolls are critical hits. Critical this hits. podcast is copyright 2016 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there!